Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. He said to the fellas carrying the stretcher, wait a minute, fellas, wait a minute, wait a minute. Mama, sat down there in that old rocker, same old rocking chair, after 50 years, still sitting there on the front porch. Mama, he, he said, fellas, help me get off of this stretcher. Carry me over there, and I'm going to kneel there and put my head in Mama's lap. And he found Jesus. And he began to shout and praise God. Well, she said to me, you know, of course, we were Baptists, and I was too then. But she said, I, I, I couldn't take care of him by myself, 80 some odd years. So I got a nurse, and the nurse happened to be Pentecostal. <laughs> and she asked me, could I get my pastor to come pray with him? Oh, yes, yes, and he wanted him to come. So he came and began to talk to him about being healed. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the series, Keys to Successful Christian Living by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's message. And so he just called you and just all happy, oh, mama, I said, you know, isn't it wonderful? The company just, just gave me a raise and I'm going to make, you know, then, 1955, $100,000, we'd say, I'm going to make a million dollars a year now. And then all that, but they're going to furnish me, you know, a $500,000 home. Now then we'd say a million and a half, $2 million home, free of charge. Oh, and you just just start going into hysterics. Oh, isn't that awful? He's going to live in a million and a half dollar home. Isn't that terrible? He's going to make a million dollars. Oh, isn't that awful? No. What would you do? Well, she said, I'd just start shouting. I said, start shouting. That's where your husband, he's gained. Glory to God. I'll tell you, it's just like a it's just like a dark cloud lifted from her head, and she just started praising God to shout. She couldn't hardly be still. Hallelujah. Now why? She began to get her mind renewed with the word of God, and the peace began to flow in. <laughs> hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. I remember in our hometown, little old Baptist lady, bless her heart. She didn't understand. She's 80-some-odd years of age. The last time I talked to her, I think 83, 84, 85. A uh, little bitty woman, white-haired. And, and, and she didn't understand about tongue. But I'll tell you, that woman was born again, and she knew the move of the Holy Ghost. Because she said, you know, somebody asked me about this tongue. bit. I said, I don't know about it. I don't know. But said, I knelt to pray by a lady, and she started speaking in that language and said that just a holy reverence came over me. Somebody asked me about it, and I said, well, that's the Holy Ghost. That's what it is. Said, she's just on a different wavelength than what I am. <laughs> Hallelujah. But said, that was the Holy Ghost. And she's right. She's right. Well, th this dear old Baptist lady, all of her children were in the fold except one. That is, his say, but one. He had been a veteran in World War Number 1. You see, and I was talking to her. I'm talking about in the, the late Depression days, 1937-38, you see. And so she, this boy had never been saved, even though he's raised up. She read the Bible to him when his little boy every day prayed with him, you know. And, and he had been uh, injured, you know, in the uh, wounded and so on and, and gassed in, in World War Number 1 and was in a veteran's hospital, about 49 years old. And so they said he's going to die. So he said to the doctor, uh, I want to go home to die. But the doctor said, you'd never make it. You'd die before you get there. No, he said, I want to see my mother. Well, can she come here? No, he said, uh, my mother's 80-some-odd years old. And then he said to the doctor, 
We, they went by train in those days, you know, the late 30s. Put me on the train. I, I want to go home. And when I get home, now they see they had the cam damblers to the train. They had the cam damblers from the train to home. He said, I remember as a little boy, I'd be playing around, you know, and Mama would, you know, when I wasn't in school and before I started school. And Mama would get through with the breakfast dishes and so on. The other kids is off, you know, in school and Dad's off working. And she'd always go sit on the front porch in an old rocking chair and read the Bible. And she would call me and say, Son, come. And I'd go and I'd kneel there and lay my head in her lap. And she'd lay hands on me and pray over me. And he said, Doctor, I want to go home. And I want to kneel by that same old rocking chair and lay my head in Mama's lap and say, Mama, I want your Jesus. I never did accept him, but I want to. And I want to do it there. I know I could here. And that doctor said, well, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll try to get you there. We'll just give you all the shots we can, you know, and so on, and, and give you something to take with, along with you. And so the, he got there. I'm aware of the fact when he came. And, uh, and, and he did that very thing. When they, brought him, when they started to carry him in to the house, his mother standing there on the old front porch of the old family home. He said to the fellas carrying the stretcher, wait a minute, fellas, wait a minute, wait a minute. Mama, sit down there in that old rocker. Same old rocking chair after 50 years still sitting there on the front porch. Mama, he, he said, fellas, help me get off this stretcher. Carry me over there and I'm going to kneel there and put my head in Mama's lap. And he found Jesus. And he began to shout and praise God. Well, she said to me, you know, of course we were Baptists and I was too then. But she said, I, I, I couldn't take care of him by myself, 80 some odd years. So I got a nurse, and the nurse happened to be Pentecostal. <laughs> and she asked me, could I get my pastor to come pray with him? Oh, yes, yes, and he wanted him to come. So he came and began to talk to him about being healed. And he had these awful spells and just nearly died. And, and, and so he said to the pastor and his mother, said, no, no, I don't want to be healed. No, no, I made such a mess of my life, and it's, it's all gone, but... I, I just want to go on home. Don't y'all pray to God to heal me. Pray that I go on home. And this dear little Baptist woman said, I just laid hands on him and said, Lord, he, he's ready. He's the last one into the fold now. Just let him come on home. And in 30 minutes' time, he'd gone home. Well, she let her Baptist pastor read the obituary and prayer, but she wanted to, because he loved this Pentecostal preacher so well, to preach a funeral. And some of those Pentecostal people told me, you know, one of them said to me, said, uh, I'd be anything you ever seen in my life. Pentecostal now, full knuckle. Said that Baptist woman so glad her son died, said she's just shouting all up and down the aisles because she'd die. <laughs> now see, that poor fellow's Pentecostal never got his mind renewed to the Word of God. No, I talked to her personally. She said, I just couldn't stand it. I thought about that casket lying there, his body, that's not him. I thought about, thank God he made it. He's the last one in. I couldn't stand it. She said, you know, I'm old-time Baptist. I, I, you see, in 37, she was, she was uh, 85 years old. Well, see, see how far back she went? And she just got up and got to shouting up and down the aisle. And, and she had long white hair, had it made up, but she shouted until she shouted her hair down. And that long white hair just hanging down her back. And she'd just dance by that casket, you know, and said, Wow, he made it. Whoa, glory to God, he made it. He made it. Hallelujah. Amen. Baptist. Baptist. 
man, she'd run down that aisle of the church and run back up this aisle just a dancing and a jumping, you know, and stop and dance a few licks, you know, and a running said he made it. Thank God he's home. He's home. He's home. And she'd run up there to the casket and say, he's not there. No, that's not him. That's the house he lived in. He's gone home. Oh, he made it. Glory to God. Now, I'm telling you think about it. Pentecostal people sit there. <laughs> that dear old woman sort of deranged. No, no, she wasn't deranged. She had got her mind rearranged. Rearranged with the Word of God. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? amen. She's thinking in line with God's Word and had great peace. Amen. Rest and peace. Hallelujah to Jesus. Well, you know, this dear lady, this wife of this uh, supervisor of the full gospel denomination, you know, you'd get her to shout, you know, dry her tears. She's just so happy. And about that time, some of the preachers of the district, somebody would drive up and say, well, here comes Reverend so-and-so and his wife. And right behind them, another one. And you could hear them a crying time they got out of the car. And she'd go to meet them and they'd just pull her right back down until she'd get into hysterics, just almost go wild. There's a holler, what are we going to do now? What are we going to do without him? See, we, we, us, me, I. See, <laughs> what are we going to do? You'd have thought Jesus had died and God had vacated the throne. Well, that poor dear just went wild. I'd have to get her away from him. You know, you've got to get people away from some preachers. You'll never be able to help them if you don't. Because they'll put so much doubt and unbelief and devil and everything else into them, you couldn't do a thing for them. And so I'd get her away from them and go to giving her the Bible, you know, and get her to shout. <laughs> Amen. Did that two or three times. We had to leave. I, we, we were sorry. We had to go. But she understood. She's been in the ministry for a good many years with him. Advertisements out. We couldn't attend the funeral. We went on over to the other state and and start our meeting they had the funeral and so she called us long distance brother Hagin said tell me that again oh I know the bible she'd read it she'd heard, but just, just tell it again see that old story glory to God don't care how many times you heard it I'd begin to give her the scripture just lift her right up lift her right up you see and then finally she called us again and said uh, uh, brother and sister Hagin said could I come over there to another state and be with y'all in that meeting well, she always said, come right on over. So she came over and she said, you know, you're the only one that puts anything in me. Everybody else pulls me down, tears me down. I just get, get all, you know, full of grief and, 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 and just down. But you lift me up. Well, it was the Word. It wasn't me lifting her up. It, it, God used us to give the Word, you know. And, and, and then, then she said, uh, could we just go home with you? We were going home. So she went back to Texas with us. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. I tell you, when folks find something, they, they, they like it. Right. Something that's real. Amen. Are you listening to me? Amen. Now, meditating upon the Word. See, that's what he said to Joshua. It's meditating upon the Word of God. Renewing your mind with the Word of God. Thinking in line with God's Word. Thinking God's thoughts after Him. You know, that's what, uh, back here in Isaiah, remember what he said there? My thoughts are not your thoughts. High as the heavens are above the way, earth, so high are my ways above your ways and my thoughts above your thoughts. 
You see, you begin to think like I'm preaching to you and the world says you're nuts. And people that are Christians but haven't got their minds renewed, they think you're crazy. But all the peace and the joy that we have, hallelujah, walking with him. And so uh, it's not a matter of uh, we're going to have rest when we get to heaven. Thank God we got rest now. And, and, and then you, you listen to the, some of the songs that's sung in church as a whole, you know, and we're going to have peace after a while. And every time I hear that, I always think about the Romans 5.1. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace. <laughs> we're not going to get it, we have it. We have peace. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We're not going to get it, we have it. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. This month's special offer is the new two-DVD set from Kenneth E. Hagan, Live in the Supernatural. This two-DVD set is brand new and just $26.95. Call today, 1-888-FAITH-99. Don't delay. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagan Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. Early bird restoration for your Kindle the Flame. That's right. I'll tell you what, ladies, there's nothing like our women's conference. So come, you'll enjoy it. And once you come, you'll want to come every year. Call today to get this month's special offer, the new two DVD set from Kenneth E. Hagan, Live in the Supernatural. This two DVD set is brand new and just $26.95. Call today. The number to call is 1-888-FAITH-99. That's toll free, 1-888-FAITH-99. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, Keys to Successful Christian Living. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.